Welcome to He That Hath Ears, Listen Podcast. My name is Dave Krupa, a Christian and student of the Bible. Each episode, I will share lessons I learned from God's Word to help on the Christian journey in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time exploring the Bible with me today. Now, let's listen. Let me first start today by apologizing for my lack of follow-through over the last couple months. I've been filling in in our local congregation as the preacher um, for our preacher left, I guess, for warmer climate, moved to Florida from Pennsylvania. And as such, I've been struggling with a time management issue, balancing my full-time secular job and my new spiritual job in providing guidance and teaching and direction to our local congregation while we search for a new full-time preacher. Which kind of got me to thinking about the subject matter for this particular podcast. Turn your Bibles with me to 1 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 3 to 11. As I urged you upon my departure from Macedonia, remain on at Ephesus so that you may instruct certain men not to teach strange doctrines, nor to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies which give rise to mere speculation rather than furthering the administration of God, which is by faith. But the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. For some men, straying from these things, have turned aside to fruitless discussion, wanting to be teachers of the law, even though they do not understand either what they are saying or the matters about which they make confident assertions. But we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, realizing the fact that law is not made for a righteous person, but for those who are lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murderers and immoral men and homosexuals and kidnappers and liars and perjurers and whatever else is contrary to sound teaching. According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, with which I have been entrusted. As Christians, we must discriminate between truth and error. We need to draw the lines between good and evil, right and wrong. John instructed us in 1 John 4 and 1, Test the spirits to see if they are from God. A preacher's words are measured by God's word. Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 1, verse 9, As we have said before, so I say again now. If any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, he is to be accursed. 
All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. A preacher's words are to be accepted only if they harmonize with God's word. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. Galatians 1 and 8 Every sermon, every study, every song in the church must be sound in doctrine. What's the definition of sound doctrine? It is the accurate scriptural teaching. It comes from Latin. Doctrine is a code of beliefs, a body of teachings, instructions, taught principle, or positions. There are two New Testament words that are translated as doctrine. The first is the Greek word, and I'll probably mess the pronunciation of this up. Didascalia, which is found 20 times in the New Testament. The other word, didache, which is found 31 times in the New Testament. Sometimes these words are translated as teaching and learning. When Jesus completed his Sermon on the Mount, recorded in Matthew chapter 7, verses 28 and 29, people were amazed at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one having authority and not as their scribe. Jesus said in John chapter 7, verse 16, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. Doctrine is deeper than facts. We're told that the disciples continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. One cannot obey a fact, so doctrine includes commands and practical applications. Like healthy food, sound doctrine is not as appealing as unhealthy options. But in the long run, sound choices yield healthy souls. Sound doctrine includes such things as a man's origin, man's purpose in their destiny, evidence of the resurrection, how to be saved from sin, how to conduct scriptural worship, and how to best settle conflicts. In Titus, sound doctrines include subject as God's nature found in chapter 1 verse 2. Titus 1 and 2, 2 and 13, and 3 and 7 tell us about eternal life. God's grace is found in chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, and chapter 3, verses 4 to 7. Titus lays out the subject of the elders' work and qualifications in chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. 
Titus also tells us to rebuke false teachings in chapter 1, verses 10 through 16. Subjects such as personal godliness can be found in chapters 2, verse 1 through 10, and home relationships and responsibilities, chapter 2, verses 4 through 5. It lays out Christian example in speech in chapters 2, verses 7 through 8, as well as Christ's sacrifice in chapter 2, verses 13 through 14. Titus covers the subject of being obedient to civil laws in chapter 3, verse 1, and how to treat others in chapter 3, verses 2 to 8. It covers baptism in chapter 3, verse 5, as well as the work of the Holy Spirit. And finally, the subject of dealing with a heretic is covered in chapter 3, verse 10. As we can see, Titus is full of subjects that are included in sound doctrine. Scripture, obviously, is the sole source of sound doctrine. It's the Bible, not man's thoughts, opinions, or man's interpretation. The Bible is the Word of God. It seems that there are three approaches to doctrine. The first approach is some see doctrine as an undesirable and avoided at all cost. Yet no organization, government, business, military, school, team, or even a church can exist without doctrine. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. The one who abides in the teaching, he has both the Father and the Son. 2 John chapter 1 verse 9 Paul predicted, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 3 Why? Well, doctrine is out of touch, or quite unpopular nowadays. Doctrine is divisive. What's interesting about that is that it's God's way of actually preventing division. Some feel doctrine is unnecessary. All you have to do is just love Jesus. Yet, Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. John 14 and 15. He also said, You are my friends if you do what I command you. John 15 and 14. Another reason to avoid sound doctrine is that oftentimes people see doctrine as boring. J. Packer wrote, Doctrinal preaching certainly bores the hypocrites, but it is doctrinal preaching that will save Christ's sheep. Some people avoid sound doctrine because they feel it's unloving. Now, I agree it can be delivered unlovingly, but as Titus chapter 2 verse 10 says, 
showing all good faith so that they will adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in every respect. The second approach to doctrine is some see doctrine as outdated and therefore they need to change it. They want to soften the doctrine to attract more seekers. This is kind of like a consumer-driven approach. The emphasis is on having a satisfying experience in a non-judgmental environment. Who wouldn't want to do that? But Jesus stated to be the way, the truth, and the life. He wasn't making claims about one religion being better than another. He was telling those who followed him that his way is the way of the depth of reality. Sound doctrine is the first mark of the true church. As I urged you upon my departure for Macedonia, remain on at Ephesus so that you may instruct certain men not to teach strange doctrines. 1 Timothy 1 and 3 But the Spirit explicitly says that in later times some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. 1 Timothy 4 and 1 If anyone advocates a different doctrine and does not agree with sound words, those of our Lord Jesus Christ and with the doctrine conforming to godliness. 1 Timothy 6 and 3 There can't be a church that Jesus approves that lacks sound doctrine. Scripture tells us that not obeying sound doctrine results in a person not having the Father or the Son. 2 John chapter 1, 9-11 It tells us that these people will be accursed. Galatians 1, verses 6-9 And those people not obeying sound doctrine will be lost in eternity. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. The third approach to doctrine is how Christians see doctrine. Christians see doctrine as essential and preach it. As we covered, Christians continued in the Apostles' doctrines, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. The apostles filled Jerusalem with doctrine, Acts chapter 5, verse 28. Salvation comes from obeying the right doctrine, Romans chapter 6, verse 17. Christians must avoid those who teach false doctrine, Romans chapter 16, verse 17. As Christians, we're told we must be wary of different doctrines. Ephesians 4 and 14. We're told to have a narrow view. <clears throat> no false doctrine is required. 1 Timothy 4 and 13, as well as verse 16. We're told that the Bible is given for doctrine. 2 Timothy 3 and 16. And the preacher is to give himself to that doctrine. 1 Timothy 5 and 17. The Bible is to be preached as doctrine, 2 Timothy 
chapter 4, verse 2. And Paul warned that the time will come when sound doctrine could not be endured, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3. The leaders of the church use doctrine to protect the church, as found in Titus chapter 1, verse 9. Christians know that Christian love is grounded in the truth, that is, doctrine. 2 John 1 and 1, 3 John 1 and 1. Sound doctrine produces sound Christians. Sound doctrine leads to spiritual maturity. The better one knows and understands the Bible, the better he or she can share the Bible. Wesley wrote, Give me a hundred preachers who fear nothing but sin and desire nothing but God, and I cannot a straw whether they be clergymen or laymen. Such alone will shake the gates of hell. Now, since all people entertain some kind of doctrine, we need to be careful to follow the people who have chosen sound doctrine and can effectively communicate such. Which leads me to my question for you today. What about you? Have you chosen a healthy doctrine? Thanks for listening. W. Clement Stone wrote, That which you share multiplies, that which you withhold diminishes. If you found this podcast enjoyable, share the link with someone you care about.